Hello and welcome to episode 151 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny, I, okay, I'm going to start off by just saying that something happened today that I have no idea. It's a mystery. It is still not solved. I don't know what happened. Okay. So, so, you know, I have the brace that I'm wearing now. So it's really just a neoprene sleeve. Like, yes. you know, it's nothing, whatever. So I had it on this morning when I was working out with Diego. And so that was fine have that on, work out, come home, we eat breakfast and whatever. And then when I went to go and have a shower, I was like, I put the toilet seat down. I sit on the toilet. I take off my shoes. I take this, the neoprene thing off. I take my socks off. And I actually thought, oh my God, this is like sweaty because it gets really hot. And I, and yeah. I was thinking to myself, you know, self, you're going to, you really should just go and buy another one of these so that you can like rinse them and wash them and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's fine. So then I have my clothes and whatever. And so I have a shower, I'm getting ready. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go and, you know, look, get my brace. Where's my brace? That's weird. No. So I'm like, hmm. So I go to the, I go to my laundry hamper, which is because I just picked up my clothes. Off yeah. The and so there's not a lot of stuff in there because I just did the laundry, but I dump it all on the ground and I take every single piece of clothing out like that, Sarah, like here's my workout shirt. Uh, here's my tights. I go inside the tights to make sure there are the two socks that I wore this morning. And it wasn't inside, like stuck inside a sock. No, because it's, I, I'm actually not, you know, I, I, you know, I wear my Costco socks as yeah. you do <laughs> my Pumas or whatever. And, and they're short. So, but when you, but wearing that is, the elastic is too tight right on my ankle. So I haven't been wearing those. So I actually had bought some other like thinner, like almost a dress, dressy oh, sock, okay. like a cotton sock. And that's what I had on. So it wouldn't even like it, it's on the outside of it. It's not on the inside. Right. And so anyway, I'm looking, 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 can't find it. I'm like, what? So then I think did the dog take it when I was in the shower. Like, like, so then I come, the dog's laying on the bed. The bed is stripped because I'd already put those in before we even went to work out in the wash okay. Henny I cannot find it so I still like find it's, it. it's now the evening correct I still have not found this brace correct no idea where okay it but is. where is it I don't know I looked, under, I looked under the bed. I looked in the laundry hamper because I thought, oh, I bought the, I brought the hamper in. But I know it was sitting because I was, I because I thought, oh my god, it's kind of sweaty, and I had everything off. No friggin' idea. Still, I had to go and send someone to buy me another one today. Okay, but, but okay, but where is it? I don't know. You know, like this will obviously next episode. You know, because I know now everybody's on the edge of their seat wondering where is Sandy <laughs> Brace. You know, this sweaty, smelly thing. Where is it? I have I no just... idea where it is. You know, when you're really sure about something, and that I've been really sure about a lot of things in my life, and then turned out that 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 they, I was wrong. I wasn't really that sure. <laughs> I was only sure that I was sure, but I wasn't really sure. Anywho, I have no idea still where it is. So, you know, when I find it, if I find it, like, can you imagine? And then I actually was like, is it sticking inside of my clothing? Like, you know, I'll walk down the street. Nobody yeah. would tell me, you know, they'd be like, look at the gringa. And she's yeah. got shit hanging out. <laughs> Not my bra. I have no idea. I don't know where it is. It's gone. Wild. Sometimes I will 
lose a sock and I'm like and I hate that I'm like how is it possible that I lost a sock like I took my socks off I put them directly in the washing machine so it's not even like they fell behind a hamper or I've you know dropped them somewhere like along the you know while I was carrying Mm -hmm. them like literally I (laughs) in when I walk into my condo unit it's there's like a a straight hallway and on the right hand side is a little cupboard not cupboard closet there's the word a closet and it has my washer and dryer in it and so almost almost always I will walk into my unit close the put my put whatever's in my hands down the door closes I take my shoes off and put my shoes off to the side. I take my socks off and throw them in the washing machine. Like this is the routine. There is no way that I can lose the sock then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, but then sometimes when I pull, when I'm folding laundry out of the dryer, I've mysteriously lost a sock and it's so annoying, but I will tell you that in the last couple of months, one time I found a sock in a pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> so when yeah. I put the pants on to wear them, you know, several days later, a sock fell out the leg of the pant. And I was like, <laughs> okay, there, there's the missing sock. All right. And one time, relatively recently, I found another, I found a missing sock when I stripped my bed to wash yeah. the sheets. So yeah. at some point the sock was caught like came yes. when I took my sheets out of the dryer obviously the sock was caught in the fitted sheet and di- I didn't realize it when yeah. I made bed which it's is also a very odd hard for me to understand that I would have yeah. not realized it because I pull that sheet very tightly you know like so I'm yeah. not really sure how that happened but nonetheless it did it did, it did. <laughs> truly I don't know where your brace is I don't know where it is either. So, you does, know. Uh, does Ojito regularly, like, take things? No, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah I know. My my mom's dogs don't either. Yeah, he doesn't. And he was in the bedroom. And here's the other thing. Because the cleaning lady was here and he doesn't really like her. The I door shut, The door was shut to the bedroom. So it wasn't even like he left. Even if he'd had it. It's like not, there's nowhere really to hide it. That and is the cleaning magic. Lady find it either so i i don't know i don't know i you know <laughs> I, will, I will have to update you when it's, you know i find out who who's taken my brace who stole the cookie from the cookie jar yeah no it yeah was, it was probably me yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh henny this i'm just gonna tell you so i just finished listening to real food fake food real food fake food all i'm gonna say so i just finished listening to it this morning is that it was really disturbing i mean i don't eat a lot of um, processed meats anyway but it was very disturbing and so for those of you out there who really like processed food you might not want to hear uh the meats that are allowed to be sold for like safely for consumption are at different levels and Mm. even the the lowest level that if something comes in and it falls below that, that is what gets sent to processing plants that make processed meats because it is allowed to be put in a processed meat. Yeah. That was just, that was really gross to me. Yeah. So if it's pork, it can't, it can't be sold as pork because it doesn't meet the minimum like safety. And it can't be safety, but I guess the minimum standard that to be sold 
but it can be sold like it can be sold to yeah gross gross me out didn't like it the other thing there i'll say one last thing about that book that it came up a couple of times through the book but it was near the end when he said it again and i and it like you know sort of dinged in my oh. head that that when things say a hundred percent of something yes that that can be very misleading so for example a hundred percent beef hot dogs a hundred percent beef hot dogs don't mean that the entire hot dog is made of beef it Mm. means that there is an ingredient in the hot dog that is beef and that beef is a hundred percent beef like that is, and 100% fruit juice is the same. Yes. Like when it's it like says 100%, with- yeah, when it says 100% of something, then oh. it just means that that item in its real form, in its true form, is in the ingredient list. It doesn't yeah. mean that that's the only ingredient. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, when you're, you wouldn't think if you're buying, like, I think he, he mentions cranberry blueberry cranberry juice or something yeah yeah and then and then one of like the 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 ingredient that has like the most in it is apple juice yeah (laughs) because because it says like made with a blend of four juices so it is 100 percent juice but it's just not that it's not like you'd think it's 50 50 correct (laughs) correct yeah anyway it will make me pay more attention to food labels Hmm. now when there's so many options on this on the shelf, I think looking to and it and the the thing is is that it's not necessarily going to be the most expensive item either. No, but if you're looking at I don't know olive oils and you see one is twenty five dollars and then you've got ten of them that are like fifteen dollars. Yeah, there's a good chance the one that's more money is probably more pure. There's a pretty good chance of that. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, okay, let's get off that book. All right, enough of that. But but I I'm I'm glad that you said something about it because I also just finished it and and yeah. there and I had like when the hundred percent thing really stuck with me. Yeah. So Sandy, did you ever read The Gift of Forgiveness by Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt? I think I I did. Yeah, I, I believe say, I did. I think you did because I think you were the one who told me about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the reason I'm thinking about this is because I, because I want to share. You want a me to of, forgive you? You want me to forgive you for something? No. Okay. <laughs> why do you think I've done something? I don't know. I'm just wondering why all of a sudden you brought it up. Okay. No, because, right. because yes. I want to share a couple of quotes with you that are about forgiveness and like, and, and sort of, you know, chat a little bit about them and what you think of them. Okay. So here's what, here's the long story. The long story is that every week there is a specific technique or topic that is the 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 basis of the conversation at our WW workshops. Yeah. And so the coaches and the and the community supports receive a document that is a couple of pages long that has a little bit of information about whatever that technique is and a suggestion of a script that you could potentially follow what to say at the beginning, what to say in the middle, what to say at the end. And one of the things that they include in this like two page document and they always include it. And I almost 
always ignore it is they always include three quotes that you could potentially use to close the workshop. So okay. the idea is that, you know, it's a nice, you know, a nice thought provoking quote to end the workshop with. And every once in a while, there is one there that I'm like, Ooh, that is beautiful. I'm definitely going to read that. And I write it down. I put it on a sticky note so I don't forget, but often they're not. So often I just ignore that part. So I'm, so I was looking at the, the write up for the workshop when this podcast comes out, it'll have been the workshop from a couple of weeks ago. The topic of the workshop we're going to get into a little bit later because I've got some things to say and, and I have some things to ask you about. But the topic of the workshop was really about gen, like leading towards being compassionate with yourself, right? And so the quotes, but the quotes that they've left us with are forgiveness quotes. Okay. And here's where I'm, you know, circling back to the art of forgiveness by Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt. So the first quote is Oprah Winfrey. And here's the quote. The true forgiveness is when you can say, thank you for that experience. Mm. Yeah. So, so Sandy just went, mm, like, mm, yeah. And then she made a face like, oh, maybe not. And that's exact. that was exactly my mm. reaction. At first I was like, okay. And then I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. What do you think? True forgiveness is when you can say, thank you for that experience. Mm. And so when I read that, I immediately thought of, uh, of the book that we read, The Art of Forgiveness, because the gist of that book is each chapter is a different scenario, a different person, a different incident, and how that person has come to forgiveness and how that person understands forgiveness. Yeah. And the real message from that book, if I remember correctly, is that forgiveness is really it's really for the person yeah. doing the forgiving Correct. and not for the person that needs the forgiveness. Right. And right. so, and so forgiveness can look and should look different for each person because it, yeah. it is, it's an action that is what you need for closure or for, you know, in order to move, like to move past, on yeah, right? to move on from whatever yeah. the, the event was. And so, uh -huh. I don't, so I feel like when you can say thank you for that experience, like the, so it's, it's Oprah Winfrey's quote. I have no idea where it's from. I have no yeah. idea what the context was in which she said it. I, you yeah. know, and so I think for lighter, simpler things, maybe it makes sense, but for anything that is even remotely traumatic, I don't know. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a big ask to say thank you for that experience. Right. I mean, I, I do believe that forgiveness is more for yourself than it is. It's not about letting somebody off the hook, Correct. but it's 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 being at peace with whatever you've they whatever that act was or the whatever they've said, done, whatever. So I, I can under, I can see where where there is a lesson in there because the lesson may be I think 
every interaction that we have with with anyone, we we do play a role. Mm-hmm. And so we do need to understand or maybe sometimes take accountability for our own role in the way things plan out, play out, sorry. Sometimes, but not always. But not always. Yeah. But but it, it but it can also I I guess it could also be our our like our our role in it, so our exchange in it. Mm-hmm. It can also be how we've received something that we felt needed to to be forgiven, but maybe maybe it was really something about us and and it wasn't more really wasn't what was said or what was done. Do you know if that makes sense? Like mm-hmm. it's a it triggered something different that mm-hmm. didn't need to be. Yeah. And, and even though I do believe that regardless of people's like any of our intentions that sometimes that we do say and do things that do hurt people's feelings and so it's not good enough just to say you know that's that wasn't what wasn't what I meant to do or Mm -hmm. you know you Mm -hmm. took took it the wrong way but Mm -hmm. I think that I think that I can I can see I I can understand that that Mm -hmm. quote yeah I I don't know if I I couldn't give you an example of when that's when I've you know what when that's applied to something like myself where I've actually <laughs> said thank you for that experience. But sometimes yeah. it can be, well, thank you for that experience of letting me know that you're a real asshole. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's what Oprah meant, but yes. <laughs> Oprah has thoughts like that. She just can't oh, verbalize them. <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> okay, so that was the one quote. So then there was okay. another quote also, and this quote is, and I'm going to, mispronounce this person's name and then people are going to laugh at me because maybe I, he's famous enough that I should know it. But this person's name is Paul Boise. Okay. He's a director. He's direct, like a movie director. Okay. So his quote is, forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Yeah. Yeah. That And that makes sense. That one makes a whole, like that one sits. Yeah. That one sits more easily with me yeah because I think that's exactly what we've already said you know that when you are forgiving someone for something it's it's your way of moving beyond that event yeah well it also it it also releases the space that you know that 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 feeling that you're holding on to in the because res- it's either resentment, anger, sadness, lots of different things, and it depending on what emotion you're feeling, it can occupy a lot of space. And so I see where when you grant that forgiveness and allow yourself to forgive, that it does open up and enlarge things. Yeah. So I I like that one. I like that one too. Yeah. I like that one too. Okay. Enough about forgiveness. Okay. Let's let okay. So here is the 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 thing that I want to talk about. The topic of the workshop a couple of weeks ago now was really focused on self sabotage. Okay, and so to me, self sabotage is one of those words that like. 
you you kind of know what it is and people say it all the time but like i'm not actually sure i 100 percent know what it means and so to you sandy like what is self-sabotage well to me self-sabotage is like a catch-all for a lot of different things that we do yeah so it's a you know binge eating it's um you know uh eating in excess it's not taking care of yourself it's a it's a a bunch of different different things that get thrown in there but right. I I I I can I mean in the past I can see but I guess what I did did things that you would consider to be self-sabotaging yeah. like self-sabotaging I guess is not standing in your own way I guess yeah right not allowing yourself to do the things that you want to do mm-hmm. you create some sort of obstacle so that so that you can blame it, I guess. Yeah. For for being the reason that you aren't successful, I would yeah. I would say that that is that is not something that I do now. So I looked I looked it up. Yeah. And a, I have a couple of different definitions. So healthline.com says that self-sabotage is behaviors and thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. Okay. Which is kind of what you're saying, standing in your own way. way. And Psychology Today Canada says behavior becomes self-sabotaging when it creates problems in daily life and interferes with long-standing goals. Okay. I like that. Right? I like that yeah. too. And then the most common self-sabotaging behaviors. Are you ready? Oh. The most common self-sabotaging behaviors include procrastination. Mm-hmm. Self-medication with drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Comfort eating. Mm-hmm. And self-injury. Oh, Okay. And then it also said that perfectionism is also a type of self-sabotage. Oh. And did you have a ding, ding, ding? Well, yeah, I mean, a little bit. The whole thing was kind of interesting to me, like this whole idea. Because for me, when I think of sabotage, I think of if 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 I'm going to sabotage something or sabotage someone, I'm going to purposely do something to make it more difficult for them to do something or, or make it so that, you know, something doesn't work out for them or whatever. Right. Like I'm going to steal their brace so that they think it's gone missing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's a whole mystery. Right. Yeah. So, so then when I think about self-sabotage, that means that I am purposely doing something that I know is harmful, that like that I know is going to harm me. And and I always sort of had a hard time kind of thinking about it that way. Like, like why would someone purposely do something to keep themselves from a goal? Like, like it just felt... But honey, do you think that that at the time when they're when they they're engaging in a behavior or doing something that is keeping them from what they really like what they really want, do you think that they're actually 
taking the time to think about that it's self-sabotage. I think no. it's that. No, but that's the, that's the point though. Yeah. Is that when you, when it's to someone else, it's more intentional when it's to ourselves. I think it gets hidden as something else. And so, and that is, that is exactly the kind of aha that I had when I was reading these definitions, because reading these definitions of self-sabotage, it takes away that intention behind it, right? Yeah. Like it's behaviors or thought patterns that you have that prevent you from achieving a goal that you're, that you desperately want, but it's not an intentional thing. It's mm -hmm. not like you purposely set out to get in your own way. Yeah. You, you, you just do. Yeah. And that makes a whole lot more sense to me. Okay. And so now it's sort of reframed the way that I understand this idea of self-sabotage, that it's not yeah. this intentional, I'm, I'm purposely trying right. to, to prevent myself from doing something, or I'm purposely trying to, to, you know, get in the way of what I want to accomplish. Although the things that I'm doing are getting in the way. Right. I'm and I, and maybe I'm purposely doing those things, but I'm not purposely doing them so that I don't achieve. Like you know what yes. I mean? Like yeah. like it just it made a whole lot more sense to me. And the other thing that uh that I was thinking about is sometimes and and I I hear this from time to time in various circles and in the WW circle as well. I hear this from time to time. And every time I hear it, I get my back up a little bit about it. I don't like it. And, and I, and I think this is why. So the thing that I, that I hear that I really don't like is when people say things like, oh, well, you must not want it badly enough. Right. Yeah. I hate that sentiment. Yeah. I re like, if I'm not losing weight, it's not because I don't want to. Yeah. Maybe I'm not losing weight because I don't want to stop eating junk food or I don't yeah. want to like get off the couch or I don't like, maybe it's that I don't want to do those things. It's not that I don't want to lose weight, you yeah. know? And, and that could be with anything. Like if I'm not, you know, saving money fast enough. Like it's not yeah. because I don't want to save the money, right. you know? And so it really, really bothers me when people say like, oh, well the solution, it like, it's almost yeah. like, well, the solution to your problem is you just have to want it more. Yeah. And just try harder, try, try harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that sort of nonsense kind of advice that I'm yeah. like, this means nothing to me. And in the context of self-sabotage, like that's what this is all about. It has nothing to do with not wanting it badly enough. It yeah. has to do with all of the behaviors that are getting in the way of what I actually exactly. want. Yeah. And that is a completely different yeah. uh, scenario. So that also was like, ah, it just, I mean, I don't want to say vindication, but it did kind of feel that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so here's what I've got for you today. I've got a little quiz. Okay, I like quizzes. I know you love a quiz. It's not quite as fun, I think, as you would hope, but 
it's not too it's not too bad. So uh, okay. It says this so here is your the self sabotage quiz. And the quiz has been organized into categories based on the type of self-sabotage that you may or may not be engaging in. And so a couple of the categories we won't do because they don't necessarily apply to anything we're talking about here, but we will do a couple of them just for fun. Okay. Um, and so what you have, so I'll read the statement and then you have to rank yourself on the statement on a scale of seven. So one okay. being, I think not at all. One, that is not a problem at all. And seven, this is a big problem for me. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's start with how you, here's the category, how you approach change. So, okay. Number one, you expect yourself to succeed in making life changes without designating any time or mental space to accomplish them. So you expect success or you expect to succeed in making life changes, but you don't designate time or space to accomplish those changes. Oh, that's all. I'm a one. Yeah, I'm also a one. That's not me. Okay. Next one. Number two, you see your capacity to change as being dependent on other people's behaviors. For example, you would exercise more if your spouse was more supportive. No, that's not me at all. Yeah. I also, that's a, that's a one for me. Number three, you're a perfectionist who is dismissive of incremental improvements and you're only satisfied when a hundred percent of a problem is fixed. Well, I am always only satisfied when a hundred percent of a problem is fixed, but I, hmm, but I, but I wouldn't say that. I'm not a one there. Mm -mm. I'm no, no, I'm probably a five. Okay. Yeah. I also was going to give myself a five because yeah. I'm not dismissive of incremental improvements no. depending on what the situation is. Yeah. But I definitely am only satisfied when a hundred percent problem is fixed. So I also gave myself a five. Okay. And then number, this is the last one in this category. Okay. You're too busy chasing cows to build a fence. Meaning you're too yeah. busy to come up with any systems that would help you better manage your time. So you're, you're too busy with this putting out no. the fires to like, actually. That is not me at all. Yeah. No, me neither. That's a one for me. Okay. So the scoring goes as is any habit that you have rated a five or above, mm -hmm. you should consider addressing <laughs> okay. And then it says, you know, look for patterns in your behavior and then, yeah. you know, plan for a behavior change. So, okay. so I feel like in that category, we're okay. Yeah. All right. Second category, pleasure and self-care. Okay. Number one, you, your approach to pleasure is a denial binge cycle. You deny yourself simple pleasures and relaxation, and then you stay up watching Netflix until 3 a.m. That's not me at all. I know. It's me. That is you. It's me. I'm, I'm going to say I'm a six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Number two, you ignore the warning signs that you need a break. Mm. You are a seven on that. I'm, I am probably, I think I'm like a, I'm probably a three. I'm a little yeah. embarrassed by how poorly yeah. I'm scoring on these. <laughs> okay. Number three, you don't solve simple roadblocks to pleasure. For example, you enjoy taking photos, but your phone is full and you haven't gotten around to backing it up. No. Oh, that's not me either. That's not me. No. No, like if there's something well, simple that would make... Henny, Henny goes through her, her pictures every single day and deletes stuff that she doesn't want to keep. And she hardly has any photos on her phone. <laughs> that's true. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, yeah, that's not me. Okay, and then number four, you hold back from doing the things that you want to do because of thoughts like, I can't. For example, you think, I can't take a dance class until I've lost weight. Uh, I would say I'm probably a three or a four. I was going to say I'm a four. Yeah. That's a harder category for me. Yeah. But for me, it's not to, not until I've lost weight, but I mean, there's all kinds of other reasons. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's just the yeah, example. Example. Right? Yeah. But, but it says you, you hold back from doing the things you want to do due mm -hmm. to erroneous thoughts. Like I can't. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sometimes don't do I sometimes don't do things because even if I want to, like, even if I kind of want to do them because I think I won't be able to. And so the idea of not being able to prevents me from trying it at all. Yeah. And I mean, I think that goes back to the other statement about like the hundred percent, like, yeah. you know, needing the problem to be solved a hundred percent. Like I, I feel like, even though I don't actually logically believe that trying something and not being able to do it is not worth, like, I, okay, back, whoa, back up. I fully believe that it is better to try something and yeah. not do it or do a part of it or like then to not do it at all. But when it comes to me, I know that that is something that holds me back from doing things. Uh, okay. Fair. Like it's yeah. easier to preach things like that to other people than to do them for yeah. yourself, even when you fully believe it. Yeah. I fully believe that giving something a try is worth it. And yet yeah. I do know that it, that I, that holds me back sometimes. And I also sometimes don't want to like, don't do things because, um, because I don't want to look dumb. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's my life. Like a lot of times. <laughs> Not wanting to look dumb, or looking... not wanting. To... <laughs> well, you know, the the jury's out on that. Still, the verdict hasn't come back. But okay. yeah, yeah, I know. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Next category. Ooh, hidden drains on your time and energy. Okay. So number one, you waste a lot of time and emotional energy reinventing the wheel, such as writing a new packing list each time you take a trip or continually resetting passwords you forgot rather than taking the time to set up a password manager? I, you know, the first thing was like, I don't make a list when I do. So I was like, okay, well, I don't make a list, but I'm really bad about the password thing, but I'm working on it. So I'm going to give myself a, I'm going to give myself a 
four. Okay, I'm gonna. I was gonna give myself a three, and and I was gonna insist that you score yourself higher. So I'm glad you gave yourself a four. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that sometimes, yeah, when he, when it comes to reinventing the wheel, like re recreating something that has already been done, if it's something that I have already mm. done. I've got it in, like, I don't have to redo it. But if it's something that someone else has already done, I usually yeah. have to redo it for myself. Because no, I'm, but do control. you really have to? No, I don't really have to. I don't really yeah. have to. But in my head, I have to. Right. Okay. Right. Number two. You need better routines that work for you. No. No, that's not me either. No. Okay, number three. Other people in your life defer all decision making decision making to you rather than taking up some of that burden. Some people. A couple yeah. people. Yeah. Maybe one person. So like would you say you're a three? I'm probably a three. And and you know what? I don't even know if it's deferred or if I've just assumed the deferral. Mm, but I feel like when it comes to self-sabotage, whether it's been deferred to you or you've assumed the deferral, it's the same. Yeah. 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 If you're a three. Yeah. What are you? I think a four. I mean, the thing for me about this is that it's that people defer decision making to you. And that's like people defer lots of things to be done to me. Like. Not yeah. to, like people defer right. to me to do lots of things, but after the they've made the decision, after they've made the decision. Correct. Ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. In fact, maybe I lack some of the decision making power. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Question, uh, then statement number four in okay. situations in which you could choose to be happy or choose to be miserable, you choose to be miserable. No, I don't. No, not not generally. No, that's that's not me either. I I would say I'm a big fat one. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a big fat one. But I I'd don't say, think you are either. No, <laughs> I'm probably. But I think two. I think you could be a two. Yeah, two or three. I think yeah. so. All right. Yeah. Next cat. Is this fun for you? It is fun for me. Okay. Next category: procrastination. Number one, you create self-imposed rules that trigger and support your procrastination. For example, you think. If I don't have to vacuum, oh, if if I don't have time to vacuum the whole house, I won't do any housework. No, that's not me. That's not me at all. That's also not me at all. No. I'm a one. Okay, number two. You overcomplicate solutions to problems. You think and research endlessly trying to find perfect solutions. Mm, that's not me. No, that's not me either. No. No, because I'm too hyper focused on solving it to waste the time like thinking yeah. and trying to find something no. perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. All right. Number three. You stay stuck in patterns that are psychologically comfortable even if they're not working for you. For example, overworking is more comfortable and familiar than having more balance. No, that's not me. But and he has and he's got her fingers on her mouth. Because she's afraid of what's going to come out when she moves yeah. her finger. Yeah. I I I think maybe I'm a six. Yeah. <laughs> or a seven. 
That's a hard one for me. That's a hard one for me. Okay, number four. You allow yourself to ruminate or worry without expecting yourself to take appropriate problem-solving actions. Yeah, no, that, that is definitely me. I that do is, that. That is not really me. Like, I think maybe I'm a two. Like, I worry about things, but... Yeah, it was worry about things and then what? Not take the appropriate... But then not do anything about it, yeah. So, And so the example they've given is, for example, you worry about the security of your online accounts, but you do nothing to lower your risk. Oh, no, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't no. think so either. I think, no. I think you ruminate and worry, but I also think that you take action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I take that back. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. All right. All right, category is work. Okay. Number one, you self-generate stress. For example, you start more projects than you have time to finish. There was a point in my life that that would be a big fat yes, 100%. Uh, okay, yeah. But not yeah, now. I, I mean, yeah. Hello, six. Yeah. All right, number two. You work on your low-priority tasks and you leave high-priority tasks undone. Well, there you go. Just eating all the... Uh... Eating all the tadpoles and leaving them. Nah, no, yep. That's not actually me, though. Like, I think maybe I'm a three. Typically, if it's something that is actually important, it's getting done. Yeah. What happens for me is that I have things that that aren't actually in reality a big priority, but I want it done so badly that that it becomes a bigger priority than it actually is. Yeah. And those things are sometimes hard for me to get done. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, like the like I can tell you one for sure, it took you forever to get a doctor. Yes. Yes. And that was fair that was fairly high priority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's that's a good example. Okay, so maybe uh, yeah. maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not a three. Maybe I'm more like a five. No, uh, but I also do procrastinate. Is this a pro was that what it was? No, well, this is this is work related work. stuff. But yeah, work so you work stuff. you work on low priority tasks yes, and yes, you yes. leave high priority tasks undone. Well, I sometimes. So I'm gonna say like a three or four. Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel about me too. Only yeah. because most of the time, like a high priority task would be. I mean getting a doctor was high priority I just didn't think of that but mostly for me like a high priority task would be something that has a hard deadline something yeah. that other people are like other people are waiting on from me you know things yeah. like that and and I am very good about getting those things done even if it's me not too. something yeah. I want to do yeah I'm the same yeah yeah okay number three you overwork when what you really need is to step back and see the big picture I think that's me. I, I, yeah. I think that's me too. Yeah. And then number four, you're self-critical when self-acceptance and compassion would be more positively impactful on mm -hmm. your behavior. Yeah, that's, that's me. I think that's more you than me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a three. Yeah. And I'm higher than a three. 
<laughs> but like higher than a three like a four or higher no, than a three no. like a seven no i probably between a six and a seven i do get to the other but initially that's my ah that's a good differentiation to make for yeah. yourself it's... your your snap thought is yeah. always critical correct but you can work your way yeah through that towards acceptance correct yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right. There's one more category. Do you want one more category? Okay, let's do it. All right, relationships. Here we go. Mm. Number one, when a relationship needs improving, you over-focus on decreasing the negative interactions, but under-focus on increasing the positive ones. Kind of. Four. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, initially I was like, no. But then when I'm thinking about relationships that I have with people that are strained. Yeah. It does, you do, I do tend to think, okay, well, what what do I have to do? Or how can I set this up to make sure that this is going to go well? Exactly. So that I avoid it being bad rather yeah. than so that we can have a fun time together. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Number two, you throw stones from your glass house. You complain about other people's behavior when you actually need to make the same change yourself. No, that's not me at all. That is also not me. I complain no. about other people's behavior because it's horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. People are laughing out loud right now. <laughs> Only because they know it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, you repeat strategies for trying to influence others that aren't effective 90% of the time. No, that's not me. No, me neither. No. If it's not effective, why do it? Yeah. Okay. You operate based on how you think a situation should be rather than dealing with reality. Mm. So, so the example is yeah. you, think, you think your spouse should be able to remember to do a particular task so you don't write instructions when writing instructions and putting them in view would probably solve the problem. Uh, For me, I think I think that once I realize it, I don't do that. Yeah. Like if I, if something goes poorly and then I realize, oh, if I just did this, it would work better. Then I do that thing. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I, pre- I'm pretty good about doing that also. Yeah. yeah. You don't adequately acknowledge the valid points that other people make. Sometimes. Uh, that's a weird question. Yeah, I don't I don't think you sometimes I think you're very good at acknowledging. I think I think if anything you are too willing to mi- accept that other people have have valid points to make. <laughs> I'm really painting myself in a really beautiful light, aren't I? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I think I, but in all honesty, I think you're very good at saying, 
you know, I did like, this was awful and I didn't agree with that. And, but like this one thing that they said, like, okay, I could see that. Or, you know, I think you're very good at seeing more than one side to a conversation or to a scenario. Yeah. Well, even even when you're involved. Yeah. No, I, I do. I do try to be open to, you know, that other people's, um, experience or opinions and even if I don't agree with them mm-hmm. but sometimes they have good points so okay fair enough all right and the very last one is <laughs> you have emotional raw spots that when triggered result in an out of proportion reaction okay I'm a seven <laughs> <laughs> you are a seven I'm like a I'm like a an eight <laughs> or a 10 out of 7 no I know that that's definitely I like that that raw spot like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I only have <laughs> one emotional raw spot and it only gets triggered by my mother so <laughs> so so I think I mean, I have to rank myself higher than a one, but I think I'm going to give myself a three because in general life, yeah, that's not me at all. I, I don't think I have, well, I don't know. No, no, maybe, no. All right. I'm going to bump myself up to a six. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, because of course I read the statement and it's like emotional raw spots. And so I'm thinking immediately like, times when I like burst into uncontrollable tears and sobbing and that that's yes. my, you know, proportion reaction. But I'm also realizing that emotional raw spot that re- would result in an out of proportion reaction might be out of proportion irritation, <laughs> okay. which is definitely me. And I'm just thinking like even earlier today at school, like one of the kids was like oh. doing that, like yeah. sniffling. And, like, the first time I heard it, I thought, it's okay, honey. It will go away. Don't worry. And then I heard it again. And I thought, it's okay. It's okay. And then I heard it again. And I, like, looked at the child. But, like, he wasn't paying attention to me. (laughs) I was like, okay. he'll, He'll stop. And then it kept going. And I was like, it's okay. Just focus on something else. Focus on. But, like, I couldn't even. I couldn't even focus on what I was doing. Because I was so annoyed that I did eventually bring him the Kleenex box and he did take a Kleenex and say, thank you. Okay. So oh, that was good. So that was good. But like, I recognized that that was an out of proportion. Yeah. And so, so maybe I'm a little more triggered than I at first realized. Possibly. Possibly, probably. So, so here's the thing. So now we've done all of this testing, and we've decided that something (laughs) very, very psychologically accurate testing, and we've realized that there are some things that we're super low in, some things that we're super, a few things that we're super high in, and then a lot of things that we're kind of in the middle about, right? Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm. so then it says like. Uh, decide on, you know, anything that's super high is probably something you need to address. 
pay attention to the patterns that you see in your behaviors. And then the whole idea of this is what you need to do now is come up with some sort of a behavior change. So when one thing, when this happens, instead of reacting in this way, I'm going to do this, like I'm going to do this. And, yeah. and so then the whole thing is about building, like rebuilding habits, right? Retraining your brain so that instead of having, well, and you even said that a couple of times, Sandy, about some of these statements that you said, I used to do this, but now yeah. I do this. Or you also said, at first I do this, but then I think about it and I work myself around it, you know? And so I think yeah. that's, what, that's what this article is really saying, you know, that's the next step. And so any sort of self-sabotage, any sort of behavior or thought that is getting in the way of where you really want to be, whether it's health-wise or weight-wise or money-wise or relationship-wise or whatever it is, in order to remove that barrier you need to build a habit that's going to get around it mm -hmm. or remove it or get over it or something right yeah it's tough because even as you're you're building the new behaviors you, you slip back you know it's yeah. like it's hard to well sometimes it's because the situations aren't frequent enough Right. To, to, to be able to practice. Yeah. That new yeah. habit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably, you know, one of the, because you, you obviously aren't going to try and change every single behavior. No, definitely. And there are a few things like, even when we were going through those, especially like a few of them for me in the, in the areas of work, especially yeah. like, overworking when what I really need to do is step back or, you know, generating stress for myself by yeah. like putting more tasks on the table than I can possibly do or, mm -hmm. um, you know, those, those types of things. Like even if I think about, you know, three years ago to now or six years ago to now, like I'm, I am moving in the right direction in those areas. I, I yeah. still have a long way to go, but there are a lot of things that I recognize that I'm doing differently today than I mm -hmm. used to. And, sure. and that's really what it's all about, right? It's, it's just, you know, making small changes and, 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 trying to do what is the best for you in the moment right yeah and and the thing that feels most um authentic for you too yeah that's 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 what i've got for you well that was that was a lot that was a lot to feel like i feel like ohito after he's had a, a training session where he's like ex mentally exhausted because this is like things are going i can't compute i can't compute it was a, it was be a honest, lot. I don't like being that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say you don't like being honest? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't lie to you. That's what sucks. No, you, you know. I mean, 
Okay, so you can't lie to me because it would be silly to do, but also you can't lie to me because I know you too well to do it. You know. Exactly. But, well, that's frustrating. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I also know that if I lied to you, you would call me on it. So. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, all all of that self-sabotage, all those things that all those things that we think and that we do that get in the way of what we really want, not because we don't want that thing badly enough, right? But because there's something that we're doing that is keeping us from there. And so what we have to do is find a way to get around that action or get around that thought. Yeah. Well, yeah, first you first you need to identify what it is. Absolutely. And that yeah. that can be the, the the hardest thing. Yeah. 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 Sometimes once you've identified it, it's easy to yeah to work around. Yeah. yeah. Connections. Making the connection. Yeah. That's like yeah. around. <laughs> so yeah. here's what I'm gonna ask people on Instagram. I'm gonna see if people have any idea. Where your brace might be. <laughs> Please. <laughs> because you know where Sandy's neoprene ankle brace is. Everything we've spoken about today, I think that's <laughs> the most important. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have no idea. So it's, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know it what is, to say. It is a true mystery. It is a true mystery. To it's it's going call, to appear in some really weird spot. It's going to be to like. Call Jessica Fletcher. Yes, that's right. Get, get Angela Lansbury on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Sandy. It was an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you for uh, playing my game tonight and, and doing this quiz with me. Yeah, well, thank you for um, listening as I tried to, you know, troubleshoot and rethink where I've left my my brace <laughs> no problem I I cannot wait until I get the text that's like that's a photo of the brace in some obscure exactly. location I can't wait I'm looking forward exactly. to it <laughs> all right well everyone who is listening to us um you know don't self-sabotage have a great yeah. week yeah be kind yeah, exactly. to yourself be kind to other people be kind to the world yeah and that's we'll a great message, Penny. Yeah. All right. Take care, friend. Bye. <laughs> Bye.